0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you. Dr. Paul, how are you today? I'm doing fine. I understand that uh, I'm in the hot seat today, you know. uh, And we've done this before, and it seems to be very popular. And uh, I I think we should keep thinking about it, and maybe we'll get some suggestions. But this, this is a time where we try to get a precise question from somebody in the audience and uh, get to ask them through you, through you reading it to us. So what do you have for me?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, we haven't done this in a while to ask Ron Paul and we're actually gonna do it now that we're on Rumble, we're gonna start doing it more on locals on a more regular basis for our locals followers. <laughs> and we'll get into that when we get back from the conference. Uh, we're actually prepping for the conference and that's why we're doing this before we go because there's not a lot of time. But Ask Ron Paul is a fun feature, and we got a lot of great questions, but we had to narrow it down to three. And let's put up the first one. This is from Charles DeMello, and I understand his point. He says, <coughs> How would the process go to eliminate the alphabet agencies? And, you know, that's a good way to ask because we you know a lot of people say, We've got to get rid of the CIA, got rid of the, and we, we all say it. How would, how would you go about doing it? Say you became president tomorrow, they gave you a call, Kamala gave you a call, and said, Look, I don't want to do this, Biden's out, you're in. It, it wouldn't be easy
0: because there's so many special interests and so much money involved and so much power involved. Uh, you could do it by gradualism. You know, if you had the votes there, you could do it. I don't think that too much. See This subject comes up under the Fed, too. How do you get rid of the Fed? And uh, it, it's, it's not likely to happen through voting. But I think of some of these agencies, they're going to self-destruct. Don't you think? right now like the fbi they're not stronger than they used to be they were a fake uh, agency for a long time because they were held in much higher esteem than they deserved and they were getting away with uh, what, what they have been doing to it but uh, if they, if they uh, lose credibility, uh, you know, they lose effectiveness and then sometimes what happens then well, there will be a serious conference, t- you know, to uh, look it over and make it more sensible. But that's tinkering as far as I'm concerned, that we have to define what the relationship ought to be between the people and an agency, like a police force of the FBI and even the CIA. And, That's when the Constitution comes into play, because if if we do have that crisis, which we anticipate, at least I do, that is going to be major and there is going to be a revamping and they'll have to revamp the uh, the monetary system. It shouldn't be just tinkering around. They're talking about uh, Bretton Woods, too, you know, and this sort of thing. That's not going to solve the problem. They need real reform. And that's what we have to have. But people say, well, how do you do it? How do you do it? We could start by reading the Constitution. You know, the ninth and 10th Amendment are pretty clear-cut. If it's not there, if it's not written in there, uh, agencies of government can't write into it, courts can't do this and, and create these monstrosities because it's the creation of these things that was so bad and getting rid of them is a real, real chore because there's so many people dependent on it. They're dependent on it, you know, financially because somebody's benefiting and psychologically they think uh, there would be no law Enforcement. If you didn't have an FBI, what what would happen? They will ask me, "What would happen if you didn't have the FBI to help take care of our criminals?" Well, maybe we'd restore our confidence in the Second Amendment. You know, isn't it to me? It's so sad that we're so dependent on national policing, uh, and and uh, uh, the, the, the the streets are just total chaos they run chaos because because we shouldn't be there we should not even have them in existence I had one person that I highly respected many many years ago and we had a conversation about the uh, CIA he said and and he had uh, been involved in that type of activity and he said the only uh, the CIA the CIA people have to come to it to understand that if you want a republic you can't have a cia which is secret government it's terrible because they you you really you know we were allowed when they were spending money there would be a budget and you could go and look at the big book in a, in a secret area, but you really didn't have access to it. When we were voting on that, it, it, nobody knew exactly, because they it, you couldn't audit the CIA any more than you could audit the Federal Reserve. So you don't know where all the troops are and where the dangers are, but uh, I, I think the principle is the most important thing. If it isn't, uh, if it isn't authorized in the Constitution, the position we should abolish it, and uh, that's where we should start. And they say, well, even if you're in the a, in a politics of that, sometimes maybe you won't get everything you want, but you call attention to it. We We didn't get rid of the Federal Reserve, but hopefully... Uh, over the last decade or so, that we have stirred up enough interest where pe- a lot more people, I noticed that with the young people, have an intense interest in, uh, in monetary policy. And I thought, whether it's the monetary policy or the runaway CIA, FBI, that young people seem to be more open-minded about doing away with these. So I, I think it's that decision to make. They, they are not constitutional, they cause more harm than good, and we ought to
1: get rid of them let's go to that second one this is from Justin Smith and it's also an interesting question debt versus culture wars given that the debt is thirty trillion dollars not counting unfunded liabilities do you think it's more important to step away from most culture war issues if the dollar fails most culture war issues will be of no importance anyway so do we worry about the economy or do we worry about cancel culture and cultural Marxism and etc
0: Well, first thing, uh, you you know, it's hard to find culture wars. They're all over the place, and they could involve all kinds of things. The way that our government has been set up is the federal government shouldn't be involved. The courts shouldn't be announcing things. If there's a matter of uh, of regulation of maybe a cultural belief, for instance, on, on the abortion issue, the abortion, you know, the founders... Couldn't conceive of them needing to write about that in the Constitution, but uh, what they what they did, though, they provided an option for that, and that is uh, what was followed just recently because the court, f- uh, for the first time since 1972, 73, uh, with Roe versus Wade, they said it's it's not the way it's done. You don't have the authority to be the policeman, and uh, it should be a state issue. And, uh, but I think cultural issues, if if nobody's getting hurt and there's no government money, uh, if it's cultural behavior, uh, you know, it just should be ignored. But they're talking about silliness, you know, yeah. uh, you, you know, the, uh, the, this uh, polygenderism you know and put that in the law they don't they don't uh they don't say well we shouldn't have these laws they say well we're going to define them so now well we're up to 52 different genders that we have to deal with that's insanity and that's mainly designed to uh, disrupt things cause chaos That's the thing. If you're going to deal with a cultural war, you have to realize, and the economic wars too, is that the goal is to have chaos and uh, disrupt the society and uh, get people upset and angry and people lose trust, and they're doing a pretty good job on this. But I think basically whether you're dealing with debt and spending money, you have to deal with the monetary system. And on cultural wars, the same thing. You have to look at... uh, The limitation of, uh, you know, limitation of the people's uh, efforts and the power of the government. But no, we we have no restraints. This whole thing about uh, modern monetary theory, let's do that and maybe we can print more, even more money. Of course, they've been using money, I think, the day that modern... Monetary theory really started was uh, when Bretton Woods declared that we were bankrupt and there would be a no def definition for the unit of account. That was a big deal. So uh, for some of these things, things have to be redefined, and we have to challenge the people who just want to destroy the value, uh, you, you, you know, of words like science. Why? Where? How did it come to a point where Fauci had so much influence? He said, "Oh, that's not scientific," and we decides i'm science anything i say is science you know that's that that reflects you know a big issue and that is it reflects the understanding of the people and it takes a long time to break loose you know from from the indoctrination and unfortunately the indoctrination starts at k through uh k through 12 you know and, and they get that built into their system so the uh solution has to come from that so i think people have to realize the failure of the system so when you, you know when the uh, you can point out the failure when we talk so much about covid The one thing that caught attention for what we were saying is when the authoritarians are out there writing these crazy laws (laughs) and all the stuff that we were supposed to do, and they themselves weren't obeying it. People don't like that. So we we need to make sure people are educated. I do think that uh, with a proper education uh, that they would change their mind. That means that we have to challenge government school system. And that also means there's no authority for a government school system and that's why there's a few of us that are very much involved homeschooling and private schooling and self-education and and all these other things but this is a uh, this is a major major problem and uh, fortunately uh, we still live in an age where we can, to some degree, speak out and uh, try to change people's minds because that's really what we have left. And I don't think they can ever squelch that completely. I mean, I think even in the Soviet Union, uh, there was the Solzhenitsyns, another, yeah. who uh, retained and maintained some truth. And uh, that's why the remnant of society has answers to some of these very big problems that we're facing.
1: Well, the third one we're going to do, the last one we're going to do, is from someone we know, a friend of ours, Eric Brakey up in Maine, and he's got a good question out there. Let's put that one up if we can. What does Ron Paul think of the growing wave of liberty legislators elected to state capitals, advancing issues like constitutional carry, school choice, and defend the guard? And to add
0: one, the state legislature has been involved in the money issue. Yeah. Because the Constitution doesn't talk about the Federal Reserve or anything else, but it says no state Shall use anything other than gold and silver for legal tender <clears throat> and they've been working on that and we encourage that a whole lot that that to me is a wonderful point because uh, you know for politics to work they have to be in a way realistic you have to know why people in there if they're in there to be a politician and you uh, and you know, become chairman of committees and all this, it's a lot of wasted time. But if you're in there to present something with a cause, it's uh, not only a political action, it's an educational activity, and I think that's very, very good. I think, in a way, this could almost be what was happening now in the state legislature is almost a more direct answer to Soros. Soros spends millions and millions of dollars going into these races for, uh, you know, minor, uh, minor uh, you know, seats in, in the justice system. And, 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 and every once in a while you say, oh, there's a prosecutor. He's a Soros guy. And, and but of course, he had the money to do that. But in a way, I think running, uh, you know, especially if you took a state like New Hampshire, You you know, there's because of its uh, its uh, expansive uh, legislature. You know, it's like running for city council, but they still have a voice, and uh, more more people uh, can do that. There are some states where it might be futile, you know, in trying to get uh, even a state rep seat, you know, or a state senate seat. But I think the activity, as far as I was concerned, uh, it, it gave me. I wasn't looking. For a position, as much as I was looking for an opportunity to express myself, <laughs> I, I told my wife Carol, I said, "This is therapy for me <laughs> to be able to talk talk about what I think is is right and let the chips fall where they may." And quite frankly if people do that you might be more surprised than you think it could be because I was certainly surprised because I never thought I was gonna get elected uh, let alone find out that the college kids actually listen and they were excited about it so I think that move is something that's open to everybody and you don't have to have somebody uh, dedication because he's going to be a state rep because he's going to be the governor in in a couple years now that's that's not that's not the right way to go it it, it gives us an opportunity still in spite of all the things going on with uh, social media and people being canceled and you end up talking about uh you know science in covid treatment this sort of thing uh, that uh even with all that there's still opportunity more than we might realize you got to test it i bet you the parents that finally got disgusted and started going to the school board i bet they didn't know they had the clout that they did and that's still ongoing they they expressed themselves because they holy man what what have they done to us and i think uh, they uh is uh, also means the parents because the parents have been neglectful but now Bad things can happen. Maybe that will wake up a lot of people and people should get enthusiastic. They should know what they believe in. They should know how to present it. So it's self-education that is so important. And that was one message I learned from Leonard Reed, who started the Foundation for Economic Education. He says, if you really believe in liberty and you grasp it, do your best to learn about it and express yourself and continue to try to improve that uh, that uh, that trade, and that I think is so important that you can present the the case for liberty. And uh, and this this is a this is the way things change. It's changed by ideas. And all of a sudden, you know, there's going to be a day when they say the idea today is to get rid of the Federal Reserve, and uh, it the <laughs> it won't be so difficult because the Federal Reserve will be defunct, and we will no longer have this artificial power through the reserve currency of the world. So participating exactly how to participate depends on whatever you want to do. Just know what you're talking. About and know what the position is and uh, and and then people will you know want to have your opinion and uh, fortunately those messages will spread because a good message cannot be stopped by armies as we have been told they can armies won't do it ideas are too powerful to be stopped so easily so we all have a responsibility and fortunately we still have enough freedom left to participate in that great debate I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. You know, we'll have a closing there, comment. No, no, go ahead. You're, you're, you're. <laughs> no, I want, to, I want to thank everybody. Matter of fact, I, I enjoy doing this. Maybe we can do, do this again. I thank all the viewers today for tuning in. Please come back soon.